Show. Brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Now, here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester. As always, the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is a coach, Greg Campy, and coach... How about this crowd here in RJ's Pub tonight? Look at all these people here. Yeah, I think. Uh, Look at that. It must be a drink special. <laughs> Everybody here is showing up tonight for the Greg Campy Show. Remember, uh, if you're out here in the crowd at RJ's Pub, if you're listening anywhere around on 1130 AMW DFN, the fan, tweet your questions with the hashtag AskCampy. We have those uh, coming in all throughout the week. Anytime you want to send them in, go ahead and send them in. We got an RJ's trivia question coming up for a $10 gift card to RJ's as well. And it's a good one, Coach. It really is. We'll get to that uh, about 7.20 or so. We'll take some answers over Twitter uh, as well. But, again, anytime you want to get involved, feel free. As always, Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. So, Coach, uh, coming off the road trip here, first visit to the East Coast where uh, we'll turn around and, and head back out there in just a couple days. But first visit to the East Coast results in a one-and-one one, uh, trip, the win at Fairfield, the loss against Northeastern. What, what were your thoughts from the weekend of action? Well, I, I'm pleased to get out of it one-and-one. One. You, you go in a place you've never been before. We ended up at Fairfield playing, and, you know, we didn't even know till we got there that we weren't playing. They have an arena they play in, and we ended up playing on campus in what they called Alumni Hall, which was they don't have many alums, if that's the, the case, because there weren't many people there, and there were – very, very small high school like gym. Uh, I think old. it's where they wrote the Constitution too. It was, it was old, and the, <laughs> the locker room, the we was freezing. The, the we got there, nobody even took knew where to take us to. It was, it was an interesting little trip, but uh, we came out the second half, played extremely well. Probably that first five minutes of second half is as well as we've played all year. Um, we guarded, we moved the ball we made the extra pass they they doubled xavier in the post and he was able to he had five assists i think in the game and found cumberland for three straight jump shots and really we really really played extremely well and then we just shut down again gave up an 18 point lead i don't think they ever tied it did they they got no, it to one they got it to one but they never tied it yeah so we gave up almost you know 17 of the 18 point lead for the fourth time this year that we've done that but this is the first time you know that we were able to really hold on and win the game so Hopefully that was a learning experience for us, uh, you know. And then uh, we went to Northeastern, and we played in a in a the oldest arena in the country. Uh, what's it seat like? Five thousand, six thousand, yeah. and, and there were five people there. Um, it was cold. Uh, the uh, uh, by the time we had showered and left, they already had the ice. They know, were laying the ice down. Right. They were playing around. I mean, it, it, we. It wasn't an hour after that game, and the ice was up, and they were playing. That's it was very cold in there, and very uh, nobody there. So it was just a, a weird, weird game, and uh, we didn't we didn't play very well early, and we played an exceptional second half, had a chance to win the game, and we made a couple you know down and distance errors that uh, really hurt us. You know, uh, Braden missed a layup, which you know he hasn't missed many shots this year, so you know you, you can't get upset about that. Um, I didn't really see it because uh, I was kind of like in the locker room at the time. Yeah. And, uh, well, well, typically uh, you're on the floor next to the bench. Right, However, right, you were normally, relocated to the locker room. Right. Normally game. I call the play. So I blame Hipshire for that he missed it because I, I told Hipshire I wouldn't have called the play to get him an outright layup. Um, and then 
There was a really, really bad call on Cumberland in the corner on a three-point shot with a minute 20 to go in the game. Their guy took a step back three, and Cumberland didn't touch him, and they called the foul. And that that basically ended the game because it was a real good free-throw shooter. He made them, and it, it you know it put us in a position that would have taken a bit of a miracle to win. Then we missed we missed some free throws. We might have been able to have that miracle, but one thing we've done extremely well this year since the Toledo game is make free throws. Cumberland had made 26 in a row, and he missed three in the game. Right. And uh, we, we lead the league in free throw percentage. We're in the top 50 in the country in free, free throw percentage. Uh, but we missed – I think we only missed six in the game, but we missed four in the last minute and a half of the game. So that took the chance for a miracle away. So, But I'm really pleased with – you know, they – the first half didn't go well. I was not real happy at halftime. Um, I didn't think we had any energy. It's the first time all year. That I didn't think we had any energy at all. And, you know, the, you have an excuse on the road, cold, all that kind of stuff. But we don't want excuses. We want to play. And we came out in the second half, and I think we really played well. We didn't get the win, but I was pleased with it against a really good basketball team. I mean, they're a top ten mid-major team in the country. Coach, uh, usually we do this a little bit later in the show, but you brought it up, so so I'll address it right now. We got a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy on our D2 Technologies AskCampy Twitter feed. Uh, Gary Gilbert, who's actually in attendance tonight, uh, sent the tweet out, oh, about 10 hours ago. So I know it was right at the top, the top of his mind. So, Coach, you brought it up, so here's a tweet. What were the magic words that Coach Campy said to get tossed from the arena on Saturday in Boston? What were the magic words? Well, normally, wasn't please, right? Normally, I wouldn't be able to say the words I use on the on the air, but in this particular case, I can tell you exactly what was said. Uh, you know, they had there was an official there who I'd never seen before, didn't know, who you know, every once in a while, they those guys for some reason think that they're the reason people pay to come to the games, and this particular guy thought that. Um, he he really wanted to take over the game. I don't know if it was because he was working with two guys that were very young officials. And sometimes in non-league games, uh, they'll set up a, a veteran official with a couple young officials to, you know, to give those guys some experience. Because how do officials get experience unless they they referee games? And they usually do that in the non-conference. So, you know, we went there into a into a league that, you know, we've never played a road game against the Colonial League before. It was the first time. I didn't know the guy. The guy didn't know me. And we'll probably never really speak again, I, I would think. Um he just he 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 did something at halftime right before the half that really upset me with Braden Norris. Um, if you can go back and look on the film, I don't know if you, it sh it shows or not, but we got a rebound or we got the ball back with about 15 seconds to go in the half, and we had our use use it or lose it timeout, and I called the timeout. Coach can't call time though on a live ball, which is probably the stupidest rule in the game. And so Braden, you know, I got his attention and. He called timeout, and the ref didn't give it to him. And he called timeout again. And the ref looked at him, and I yelled something, and then finally the, he called timeout. And Braden, who's you know a tough-nosed kid, looked at him and yelled, why didn't you call? We just lost five seconds. Why didn't you call timeout? And the official got right in Braden's face, which I don't believe should happen. I don't, I don't think – I mean, I get in Braden's face, but I'm his coach. I don't think the official should get in Braden's right. face. So Especially I, when he's right. He was right. Well, I, who knows what the official was thinking. Maybe he was dreaming about what he, the Gatorade that he was going to have at halftime or something. Who knows? So um, I got mad when he got in, in Braden's face, and I said something to him, and he asked me, 
he asked me what uh, do I want a full or a 30, which is one of the stupidest questions an official has ever asked me because who on a use it or lose it timeout, nobody uses their only full timeout. So I used a couple choice words at the time with him. Um, one of them started with an F. And uh, um, and he he uh, called the timeout, called it a 30, and I wouldn't go away, and, and he wanted me to go away. And I said, I'm not going away until you answer my kid's question. Why didn't you call a timeout? And then he explained to me that my, the second half wasn't going to go real well for us if I didn't get back to the to the to the timeout and so I did not because of what he said but because we wanted to get a shot off and we only had 30 seconds to do it so that started the whole thing and then you know if you watch the game and I got to watch the last 13 minutes on television and those 13 minutes their announcers at least on four occasions said wow I can't believe they called that a foul um, so there was a play right before I got let go uh, where Xavier got the ball in the post and he got displaced, which is the number one point of emphasis in college basketball this year is dis displacement of post players. And he got displaced from the block all the way up to the free throw line. The ball came loose. Cumberland picked it up. He drove in, kind of lost it. And they went down to the other end. And the ball was over on the left side of the floor. And this guy blows his whistle on the right side and he calls Brad Brechting for displacing their post player. Now, Brad did do that. He did displace him. But 20 seconds earlier, X had been displaced, and I asked him quite politely, why is that a foul and why wasn't it called down there? And he wouldn't answer me. So I asked him again, and I happened to be out of the coach's box, and I, by rule, I should have been gotten a technical, and I did. And I kept going with, I want to know why that wasn't. And then he decided to give me another one. And I did not say anything until I got the second one. Then I said a lot of stuff. <laughs> Things that I can't repeat on this show. I know we got to get to satellite radio one of these days. Yeah, you know? there you go. Get a simulcast on satellite radio. Yeah. So, and then I shook the other coach's hand and, and took the walk to the thing. And Sarah met me in the locker room and got a computer. And I watched the rest of the game like you guys did on the computer. <laughs> Coach, how do, you, how do you do that, by the way? Because I noticed that when you walked over to Bill Cohen, I mean, you were, you were having a moment, uh, as I like to say. You were having a moment out there on the floor with the official, and then you're instantly able to turn that off and walk over to Bill Cohen and, and shake his hand and, and be polite uh, and everything like that. How do you turn it off just like that? Well, it's not his fault, you know, and, and uh, Bill's a friend of mine, and you don't really want to – I mean, one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to take away from the kids in the game, and that whenever that happens, that does that. I mean – the good, the the reason I wanted to do it, or the reason I didn't want to do it, but the reason I'm glad it happened is because anytime someone gets thrown out of a game, it has to be looked at by supervisors. So there has to be a report written and things like that. So I'm anxious to see what the report from the official is because I have no idea if he tells the truth what he could possibly say other than I was out of the box and he told Hipshire because Hipshire went up to him afterwards and go, "What are you doing?" You know. And he said he wouldn't let it go. Well, of course I'm not going to let it go. You did. My kid just got the hell beat out of him at this end, and you called the same exact foul at that end again. wasn't the first time. So, you know, part of my job is protecting our players. And, and you know, I, Dan did a really good job with the team, and, and they played extremely well after I left. So I don't want to do it again because I don't want people to start thinking maybe that's 
We should That's have true. that all the time. You don't get a Wally Pip, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but you guys did score 51 points in the second half of the Northeastern game. Uh, you talked about the Fairfield game as well, just just the explosiveness that you guys had at times offensively. It, that's more in line with, with what we've seen Oakland basketball be, especially offensively in the past. I mean, just that explosive ability to score 10 or 12 points in a two-minute stretch, minute-and-a-half stretch. Were you happy with some of the, the flashes you saw? Well, one thing we can do is we can really shoot the ball, and our teams have always historically done that. But we are shooting through 10 games. We are shooting the three at the highest rate we've ever shot it in the 35 years I've been the coach, and that's, that's saying something. Um, so our ability to make the three, the problem is we can't get three happy. Um, you know, I keep saying Braden Norris has such a great three-point shooting percentage because he only takes good ones. You know, he doesn't force a bad shot. Um, and, and what we've done really well is take good shots. I, at sometimes I believe they're a little too quick from the three because when you have a player like Xavier, um, you, you've got to get him the ball by the basket. You have to do that to establish everything. Um, so sometimes we get out of sync with that, but for the most part, our offense is outstanding, and, and we're going to be, by the time this team, you know, by the end of next year, when this team's had a chance to mature and develop over two years, we will be as good offensive team as we've ever had, uh, as long as we don't get an injury or something stupid happens. The question is, will we become a good defensive team? Because at times we're good, and at times we're really bad, and that's the big problem right now is, is defensively, and you got to understand that defense ends with a rebound. And so we might be positioning ourselves right. We might be in the right spots. We might have the right amount of pressure on the ball. We might do all those things, but if they shoot it, get, get it and lay it in, that's still defense. And right now our rebounding is just atrocious, and we've, we've just got to fix it. I mean, it's just really, really bad. It's, it's as bad as I've ever seen it. Um, so we've got to fix that, and if we can do that, we got a chance to be a pretty a pretty special team before this is over. You know, Coach, talking about that too, and you said from minute one when we were at media day before this whole thing started, you said, look, I'm concerned about the way we rebound the basketball. And, and that's something that you've been steadfast with that you've talked about on this show a lot. When you and I talk on film, on camera, you've said the same thing. And I, I'm in practice. I see you guys you know, trying to work on it. And you're, you're preaching where to be and, and all the things to do and, and stuff like that. But we've talked about it before. Rebounding comes down very much to it's, it's a want-to uh, proposition. What else can you guys do as a staff? What else can you do as a team to, to get better at rebounding the basketball? Well, repetition is the most important thing in teaching anything in sports. Um, you know, you can tell people, you can show people, but they have to get reps. They have to do it over and over again. And at some point, they've got to reach inside themselves and say, how is this happening? You know, I'm not doing what I need to do here. I'm not physical enough. I'm getting pushed under. I'm, I'm, you know, in Brad's case, I'm falling over myself a lot. I'm, you know, we've got to fix those through repetition, and that's just a practice thing that we go over and over again. And, and then it's, it's, they've got to take some ownership in it too. Um, you know, from a coaching standpoint, we've got to take ownership in it. We've, we've got to teach it better. We've got to uh, rep it better. We've got to do, do more of it. The problem is it's hard to simulate in practice because your best players are the ones doing the rebounding. And, you know, we don't have – we've only got four kids with a lot of size. So um, it's, it's tough, to, it's tough to, to show in practice. It's like when you go play – if we were to go play West Virginia, it would be very hard to play 
prepare for West Virginia's press because we can't press like they do. You know, so you don't really, until you get in the game, you really don't get the live rep of it. And time will tell. And, and the other thing is we've played teams, you know, we've played a very demanding, very good schedule. And, you know, it's only going to get worse. We've got the best rebounding team in the country in a week. And, and Georgia's a pretty darn good rebounding team too. So we have not played a lot of teams similar to our league. So when we get in the league, if rebounding is an issue, then we're not going to win. Um, I'm just hoping that, you know, we're getting better against teams that will rebound better than the teams in our league do. All right, Coach, we'll take our first break of the evening of the show here, the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. I'll tell you one thing that doesn't need to improve. The Grizz Gang's in the house here today. Fans are showing out as well. This place is absolutely packed. This is the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at RJ's Pub. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. My experience gives me the insights necessary to foresee unknown risk and to provide employers with strategic options to best manage their risk and to leverage opportunities that span the spectrum of on-demand HR issues that arise on a daily basis. I am grateful for these recognitions, but even more grateful for the trust and confidence our clients continue to place in us. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this. I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, Real Team Real Estate. Neil Rule here for D2 Technologies. D2 Technologies is here for all of your business or residential technology needs. Business owners, you know network infrastructure is the backbone of your business. It is. And D2 Technologies can save you money on the design and installation of your networks, phone systems, or security cameras. Are you a homeowner and want that complete home theater experience? Yeah. D2 Technologies is your answer. Dennis Burnham, the owner and installer at D2 Technologies, has done work in my home and is one of the best in the business. That's fact, not opinion. We have to call. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586-256-9436. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show live at RJ's Pub, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. It's pretty much a standing room only crowd here. Grizz gang out here in full force as well. We're having a good time here on a Wednesday night. Taco Wednesday 
at RJ's Pub, by the way. 75-cent tacos, it's the best deal in the history of economics. Pretty much if you don't get 75-cent tacos, you're losing money, Coach. You know that? I can make a case for that economically. Yeah, I, I, I go to the seasoned fries. I stay away from the tacos, so... Well, the seasoned fries, too, are pretty much the, the goat fries that are that are around here. But RJ's Pub, man, they're doing it. They're doing it right in here. There's no question about that. Big shout-out to Russ and the crew here today uh, working hard for everybody. Speaking of RJ's Pub, and as always, a great Campy show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Fire us a question with the hashtag AskCampy, brought to you by D2 Technologies. Go on Twitter, ask anything you want to ask. Put the hashtag AskCampy on the end of it, and we will get to it here in the show. Adam Trzinski our engineer back in the WDFN Real Team Real Estate Studios. But speaking of RJ's Pub, and, and Russ Jr. and I were, were talking, we're going to put a trivia question out there. In the grand prize here, it's a $10 RJ's Pub gift card. It is up for grabs. All you got to do is come up with the right answer. Now, this one here is going back a ways, and it's very inside, so I'll give you guys clues as, as the evening goes on, unless somebody fires off the right answer right away, which I will be very impressed if you do. But RJ's Pub here opened in 1989. The, the, the original design of the place featured three main colors. One of them was black. I'm giving you one, so I'm, I'm getting you a third of the way there. What were the other two colors? It was black and two other colors here. That was the original colors of RJ's Pub back in 1989. Put yourself in that 1989 mindset. Tweet an answer with the hashtag AskCampy, and uh, if you got it, we'll get you a $10 RJ's Pub gift card. So I'll, I'll keep giving you clues as the night goes on. But uh, tweet us that answer if you got it. You got any guesses, Coach, early? I already saw the uh, answer, so it be hard for me to guess without. Uh, it's not orange. It's not orange? No, it's we're, not we're, orange. We're, we're handing this to you guys. We're, we're certainly handing this to you. But uh, taking questions with the hashtag AskCampion, Coach, we got one here from uh, Grizztalk OU that says, Coach, is there any midseason transfers that we can look to see? It looks like we're at 11 players right now for next year. Yes, I don't know if we're going to have any, but that's part of our recruiting plan. Uh, we had a young man on, made an official visit yesterday and today uh, from a Power 5 program. Um, he's not from this part of the country. He's from the other side of the country, and unfortunately it was really cold the last couple of days, and that's the only thing that scares me. For all you Grizz gang that are here, one of the things that we showed him was we showed him you. That was one of the things that we're selling our program. For real. On. You know, we, we showed him For you real. guys. We showed what you do at games, and we showed the Xavier film on how our the Grizz gang was at the Xavier game. We showed our a couple home games, uh, the Toledo game. We showed him a game last year, the Detroit game, I think it was, and what the atmosphere in the arena is like and and he was really really impressed and he's coming like i said he's coming from a power five program he was he was seemed very excited about the support that we have uh, the fan support and but the atmosphere of the game day and you know that all's uh because of you guys and, and i can't tell you i can't tell you you know we may lose a game here and there we may you know you may walk away disappointed when something bad happens but I can't tell you how much you guys affect everything that happens in our program, from winning to losing to recruiting to ESPN to them wanting to be in the building and those types of things. And it's really one of our biggest selling points when we recruit is our game day. And, and it starts with, you know, a lot of loyal fans, but it really is that end zone, that, that Grizz gang. So I can't thank you enough for that. And if we get this kid, I think that's got something to do with it. Yeah, there's no question about that. And, and that's factual, too. When Coach talks about that, 
when you talk to the ESPN people, they they want to come here. They want to televise games here because it's popping. I mean, that's that's the only that's the reason. That's factual. So uh, yeah, you guys keep showing up, keep showing out, doing your thing. Uh, they certainly are helping out. There is no question about that. So coach, you know, you look at everything that's going, going back to here. answer the rest yes. of that question. No, we we have two open scholarships. One, we always try and keep one open for a mid-year transfer because most schools don't have it. And you can steal a guy at that time because a kid wants to transfer mid-year and, and 290 of the 350 schools don't have any scholarships available. So we always try and keep one open. We have two open right now, and there's three kids that we're looking at that are leaving that if we could get two of the three, they, they, they'd be huge for us. And, and, they would be able to play at Christmas next year, so after eight or nine games uh, next year. We, we, it's going to be announced uh, that we're going to be continuing a – I can't really announce it, I guess, because it's not – the contract's not done yet. But we are in a verbal agreement with a very, very good program that we've played in the past on a yearly basis that um, – that's going to continue even though we thought it might not because the league they're in went from 18 to 20 games and it appeared that that our little deal was going to get ruined because of that but we think we're going to continue that and it will be announced here pretty soon and in the first game the date we play that next year will be our first game after the semester so if we get these couple kids we'll be able to play them with everybody else coming back against that team in that building that we might be playing in absolutely well you can't tell anyone who it is yeah, because the contract's no. not done no i can't so we, we, haven't, have... we haven't signed the contract so right so we can't tell but you who it is but we've verbally agreed to it there you go so you know we can't mention any names though so i don't want you guys to uh right you know get ahead of anything or anything that's going on uh hashtag ask can't be. uh let me see we got more coming in here as well uh, Chris tweets at us. Christopher tweets at us. Says, "Will we see more minutes from Pittman, Scott, and Maddox when we're up by 18, like in the Fairfield game, instead of playing Norris 40 minutes?" Hashtag Ask Campy. Is that a suggestion or a demand? Did he did he hashtag anything like Are you stupid or No, what? it just says. Well, it says uh, hashtag Ask Campy. I mean, yeah, those are those are real nice things after the game's over to look back at and say. But in the heat of the battle. Um, you know, we have a schedule. It's very difficult, and we got to get wins. And we have, you know, if we don't get some wins, we can sit here and say how much better we're getting and all that, but you're judged on wins, and, and, and you know, that's what I'm trying to do. Now, should I be trying to get ready for March? Yes, but I think I am. Um, should should those kids, kids get a few more minutes? Yeah, they should. They should. i got to do a better job of developing the bench. Um, I will say that, you know, I probably haven't done it as well as I can, but you got to understand where I'm coming from in that I still don't know what I have. I still don't know. We still have to get over some humps. One of them we got over at Fairfield. We blew a big lead. We hung on. Now, we hung on because we got to stop. I mean, we had a nine and whatever he is, free throw shooter, missed two free throws. Cumberland gave up the ball. I don't know if you were watching or not, but with 15 seconds to go, Javen Cumberland had the ball in his hands, and he gave it up. He had made 25 free throws in a row or some number. He probably shouldn't have given the ball up. I probably told him that afterwards. 
and he probably won't ever do it again. But we have to be in those situations to learn. Um, does that mean I can't get Pittman a few more minutes? No, I should. Should I get, you know, Scott, Stan Scott wasn't going to play at all, and he had the best week of practice in his career, and I gave him five minutes, and he played really well at Fairfield, and then he got six minutes at, at Northeastern. Um, yeah, I, I'm not making excuses. I'm just trying to tell you what's going through the mind at the time, and I've got to prep. I've got to, I've got to know and understand what I have. Xavier committed two fouls in the first minute, okay? I put him back to find out because he's made some stupid fouls. His fifth foul at Fairfield was just, just stupid. You know, I didn't foul him. Well, you put yourself in a position that they could call it. You can't do that. We need you on the floor. He's got to learn that. I put him in against Northeastern. Twelve minutes ago in the half. He played six minutes, didn't foul. We were only down six when I took him out. I kept him out the rest of the half, and we were down 16 at halftime. Now, in that league game, I won't keep him out those six minutes. He's got to learn to play and not foul because he's so important to our team. So I'm learning who can do what and who can't. They're learning themselves what they can and can't do, and it's hard to get 10 people at this time, minutes that they need to get. It's not an excuse. You can be upset about it. You can disagree, but that's what I'm doing and where I'm at. Please understand, I agree with you, though. I do agree with you. I think I need to get Pittman some minutes. I need to get... Uh, Trey Maddox some minutes, but there's some off-court things and some other things that go on with that too that you also have to earn the right to play. And, you know, freshmen screw up a lot and they don't understand all the time what expectations are of them, not just while you're watching them, but while I'm watching them all during the day too and some of the stupid things that they do, you know. Um, we we have standards that we have to live by, and if they don't live by them, the only real thing I can do is take playing time away from them. So sometimes when a kid doesn't play, there may be more to it than what you think. Got a couple more questions here with the hashtag AskCampy. Grizz Gang, who is here in the house as well, they sent a tweet out. This was two minutes ago as well, Coach, talking about the Grizz Gang at, at Xavier. We saw the team go to the student section to celebrate uh, against us. Thoughts on sending the guys our way after our home wins? Well, there's a couple things that, that as we play around the country, we see things done in others' arenas that I like and I would like that are traditions. One of the biggest things that I see as a tradition at many schools is win or lose, they sing the alma mater. The, the players stand on the court and, and the students, and the students come out on the court and they lock arms and they sing the alma mater. We don't have one. So I don't know if we could come up with one or if we sing, you know, Old MacDonald Had a Farm or whatever. I don't know. But, you know, there are these traditional things that are out there that I'd like to see. I think our players would really like that. I think they would, would because they, our guys understand. Don't, don't think that they're not appreciative. They understand how important um, the Grizz Gang is in, in that. And that's something that I might talk to Xavier and Brad about. So, yeah, I got no problem doing that. I didn't see what Xavier did, so maybe one of you can explain it to me, you know, afterwards that exactly what they did. But that, that sounds like a pretty cool thing. We have uh, a couple guesses here for our RJ's Pub trivia question. 
Gary Gilbert, who's also here in the house, says RJ's Pub colors were they black, blue, and silver? Uh, Gary, no, they were not. Hey, you took a swing, man. You can't hit a home run if you don't swing for the fence. I, I you appreciate got, you. You got one of the three right. Yeah, the one, the one that I gave him, Coach. <laughs> but, hey, one for three, man. You're going for the Lions colors. Huh? That was your first problem, I guess. You know it. So uh, <laughs> we're late for our next break. Uh, we'll take a break. Hey, hey, they're I still live for the playoffs. While we're live, I got a question. Yeah. I see young Russ over here who, you know, they, his family owns this place. And Russ played baseball for us, right? Was a very Russell good pitcher. Russell Luxton Jr. Very good pitcher for us. Russ, why the hell is there a Michigan State thing on your wall there? Russ Jr., why is there a Michigan State emblem on the wall up there? What, what was that? I, I don't know. I didn't hear him. Two family members went there. Oh. Okay. You sign off on that camp or no? No. I, I'll tell you what. I'll give you the, the break. I'll give you the break. Well, I see it. all the grizzly stuff in here, but what, you know. It's a battle, man. I fight this <laughs> battle every day. I belong to a country club. I walk in, and they have Michigan State towels in the country. Where's the Oakland towel, you know? I mean. I pay dues here too, right? <laughs> Absolutely. We do have a, a correct answer to the trivia question. When we come back from the break, uh, we'll get you that as well. Somebody got it, Russ. Somebody got it, man. Somebody here or somebody on Twitter? Somebody on Twitter who has actually just got here a few minutes ago. So uh, we'll have that for you when we come back. More questions with the hashtag Ask Campy. We're going to talk about next week, Hartford, Georgia, Michigan State as well. Probably a, a tougher stretch as you're going to see. Uh, maybe all season long, especially on the road. So when we come back, we'll talk about that. We'll get to more of your questions. This is the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars, having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses, ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses, and to just about everything in between. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at EvansLawGRP.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the Great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Real Team Real Estate is locally owned and headquartered just down the road in Shelby Township. Real Team Real Estate is not your typical big box retail operation. Visit them on the web at mirealteam.com. Tell them Neil Rule sent you. They have five offices in the metro area, so whether it's Rochester or Romeo, Real Team has you covered. Real people, real experience, real results. 
Real Team Real Estate. Hurry into the Dodge Big Finish event for great deals all month long. That's the new holiday greeting in Santa's workshop, and he's even upgrading his ride. Like the Dodge Charger, America's only four-door muscle car with all-wheel drive. But it has to be functional like Durango, the most technologically advanced, fuel-efficient, and powerful V8 in its class. And loaded with horsepower, like the Challenger's most affordable V8 in its class, Santa wants his sleigh to really fly. Ho, ho, go! Sorry, reindeer. Hurry in for great deals at the Dodge Big Finish event. Well-qualified returning FCA employee lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2018 Dodge Journey GT all-wheel drive with a V6 engine for $149 a month for 24 months with $2,382 due at signing. Tax title license extra. Based on 2019 Ward's Midsize Sport Utility Vehicle segment. Available V8. Based on Ward's Middle Specialty segment. Call 1-888-4-DODGE for details. Requires dealer contribution and lease through U.S. Bank. Current lease must end by 1-620. 25-cent charge for each mile over $20,000. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivered from dealer stock by 1-219. Long three, left corner, of course, FedEx delivers a triple. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, live here at RJ's Pub, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Send us a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy and our D2 Technologies AskCampy Twitter feed. We'll get to those as the night goes on. Adam Straczynski, the man in charge, back in our real team, real estate. Studios on 1130 AMWDF and the fan, your home for Golden Grizzlies basketball all season long for the next three seasons. As a matter of fact, he is a coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Happy to have you with us, both listening and in person. I'm telling you what, you guys want to come out here and catch the show, you better get here early, man. This is becoming the, the Royal Oak real estate market out here. Well, next week we're going to bring the team. So the, I will have the team here. Uh, I was going to do it this week, but I forgot it was exam week, and we had a couple of them that had uh still in exams and and but next week we'll bring the team uh we'll be on break so i gotta feed them dinner anyway so we're gonna bring them here have dinner and they'll be here we'll get a couple of them on and you guys instead of asking me questions we'll let you ask them questions let them you'll make be, it make it their show next week instead of mine you'll be off the hook uh for, for a week anyway we, right. gave, we gave you a, tr uh, a trivia question here about rj's pub a little rj's pub trivia they opened up in 1989 what were the three original colors of the RJ's Pub and the uh, motif here uh, in Rochester. And I gave you one of them. One of them was black. We had a couple of Twitter guesses, but we do have a correct answer. At Oakland U fan, who was here in the house, uh, actually got it correct. It was black, teal, and pink. That's fire. It was fire in here, I bet. And, now, and Russ, did you pick those three colors? Come on, Russ. You can own up to it. You, were, you had bell bottoms on and what? Huh? Holy cow. Open collar with the white jacket and suit jacket. <laughs> Black, teal, and pink. You and Don Johnson were sitting up there having a job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just just feeling white Ferraris in the parking lot. <laughs> so, uh, Bob, you're here in attendance. Give it to the Gears gang. All right, here. I'll, I'll let you take it over there for him. I, I'm a little busy right now, Bob. I'm, Trying to host a radio show. So, but congratulations. Give it to the Grizz gang there. You guys put it down on that. Congratulations. RJ's Pub. We're going to do this a weekly thing, Russ, aren't we? Well, yeah. RJ's. He, he just took it. It was the astute clue giving. Uh, so he, he said he just Russ, took a guess. Russ didn't want to give that $10 away, <laughs> did he? He wanted the question so hard nobody could get it. It's $10, Russ. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you see him too? Hey, how'd you get that? <laughs> so, Coach. <laughs> Somebody said there's a picture over there with it on. Is there really? Uh, 
I'm actually I mean, Russ Jr. Uh, Russ Jr. sent me a picture of a jacket that they used to wear around here. I'm going to tweet that out in just a couple of seconds at Neil Rule. It's a, it's it's pretty good. But coach, uh, this week coming up for you guys, we go back to the West Coast coming up on this weekend against Hartford. Spin that around. Head down to Georgia right after that. Take on the Georgia Bulldogs. That fi- that finishes off a three-game agreement that we had with Georgia. You know, you look at it. That's a lot of travel for two basketball games in two days on the road. Well, we, one of the reasons we're trying to do some things scheduling is our league this year went to Thursday, Saturday. Unless you're playing the ESPN games, it went to Thursday, Saturday. So we needed to, you know, on a Thursday you're going to play Youngstown, and on a Saturday you're going to play Cleveland State. So we needed to simulate that a couple times. We did it last weekend with uh, Fairfield and Northeastern, and we're doing Sunday, Tuesday this week with uh, Hartford and and, uh, Georgia. Uh, So, you know, Georgia obviously is a Power 5 team. Last time we were there, we... uh, had the ball in the lead or something like that, and a couple bad things happened, and we got a bad call, uh, and they beat us right at the buzzer. Then they came to our place, and we beat them. Uh, they have a new coach now and that, so they may be off, you know, onto something new. But uh, we've got them on Tuesday, and then Sunday we have a team I know nothing about. It's a new team. Our, our last athletic director actually uh, arranged the game. Both Fairfield and Hartford come to Oakland next year, though. So we'll get both them in our building next year. And uh, I don't know much about them. I, I really, to be honest with you, have not even looked at them on film because we've got a week of exams and a week, and I'm just worrying about ourselves this week. I'm trying to, to fix some of the things with rebounding and, and that and just trying to not prep for a game. I'm trying to prep our team for a season. And so that's what we've done in practice. We'll look at Hartford on Friday. Uh, a little bit, uh, but what we really we've got three games this week, and then and then it starts. And you know the the season, the real season starts at Cleveland State on the 28th of December. So that's what our whole focus is right now is getting ready for Cleveland State. And, and coach, what about that too? Because I, I I know I don't realize it. I was looking at that today in the, in the on the schedule and figuring out you know getting things set up to go and all that kind of stuff. It's not that far away. It's, it's a couple weeks away, and we start. We play for keeps. Well, it, it, yeah, and you know the schedule. It's an interesting non-league schedule or interesting league schedule for us. We play Cleveland State and Youngstown. You know, two two games that you know, if you look at who's coming back and things like that, games that if you're going to compete for a league championship, you got to go win. And then we come home and we play the two top teams in the league at home. We haven't been home in a month, and I'm hoping that we sell those two games out. I know the the Saturday games, the mitt and toss game with the swim team and all that, but the Thursday night, Northern Kentucky coming in, I'm hoping that all 800 of the people in that new dorm are there and everybody else and that there isn't a, a breathing spot in that building that night. And all of a sudden, you, you know, you you – compete those two games and you're sitting the whole key to the league season this year for the people don't don't care about regular season championships which i found out there are a lot of those around here um we have to finish in the top four we have to have a home game in the tournament get a home game and then go to little caesar's arena so if if you don't finish in the top four your odds of getting to little caesar's arena diminish greatly 
So our whole purpose for the league season has got to be a top four finish. That first weekend is going to have a lot to say in whether we do or not. With those two games at home against Northern Kentucky and Wright State, you know, we lost them last year, and we were preseason picked to win the, the league. And that can't happen again. We've got to win those games, and we need everybody's help that weekend. Coach, it's interesting, too, with the format. We'll, um, we'll get into it a little bit more, obviously, as the season comes along. But since you brought it up, just kind of a follow-up question to that, Coach. That, that really changes things as far as league season goes because that, that becomes your goal. It's, it's not necessarily about winning. It's You get in the top four, and then you take your chances from there because you're going to have to play everybody anyway. So as long as you get that home game, you, you got yourself in pretty good shape. Well, there's three pieces to it. The first piece is getting the top eight. <laughs> to get in the tournament, right. If you're not in the top eight, you're not in the tournament. And there's two teams that aren't going. All right? So that's the first piece, getting the top eight. The second piece is getting the top four. If you play well enough that you know you're going to be in the top four, then your, then your focus has got to be in winning a championship. We still play to win championships. And the, the most coveted championship, the most meaningful championship, is the regular season. It's not to fans. I understand it but to the players and to the coaching staff and things like that, it's the long grind of the year and being able to, you know, feel good about how hard you've worked, especially a team like this that was picked to be terrible and, you know, nobody gave us any thought or any chance. So so the way we're approaching it is we got to get in the top eight, we got to get in the top four, and if we're in the top four, then let's win it. Then when the league, uh, when that's over, we get that home game, then the focus will all be to get to Little Caesars. If we get to Little Caesars, then obviously it'll be to get to the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. We'll take our final break of the evening. When we come back, any final thoughts that anybody has? I tweeted out the picture of the RJ's Pub jacket. So, Russ, we got to get that to the uh, RJ's Pub Facebook page. Make sure you check out RJ's Pub on Facebook, too. Pretty easy to find. Just put in RJ's Pub, and you'll find it. Even I can get that one. But uh, when we come back, more with the coach. We'll wrap things up. We're coming on the stretch here. It's a Greg Campy Show live at RJ's Pub, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means our clients believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Through my 20-plus years of representing businesses with their labor and employment needs, I have had the privilege to work with numerous executives. In turn, executives have sought me out to represent them with their own employment and equity issues in various business ventures, including employment with portfolio companies owned by private equity groups. I negotiate executive employment agreements, equity award and stock option agreements, and, when necessary, severance agreements. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248 468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the Great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this. I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. 
I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results. Real Team Real Estate. Neil Rule here with Dennis Burnham, owner of D2 Technologies, the answer for all your business and residential technology needs. Dennis, why is D2 Technologies the best in the business? Thanks, Neil. D2 Technologies isn't a typical big box corporation. Honest pricing and quality installations are what's important to me. Whether it's a phone system, security cameras, or whatever your technology needs may be, your experience with me from the setup, design, and installation of your project will be a professional and smooth experience, my personal guarantee. D2 Technologies has done work in my home, and I can't recommend Dennis enough. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586 256-9436. Elbows right to Lon Xavier. Huge possession for Oakland. Benny Pittman catches back to Norris. There's five on the shot clock. Norris got to lose up. He's stepping back between the legs. Dribble. Pull up 18-footer. Off the heel. Rattles and falls. A long two for Brady Norris. He's got seven. Huge bucket for Oakland. 30 to 25. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. Final segment brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Final opportunity for you guys to get your questions in with the hashtag AskCampy in our D2 Technologies AskCampy Twitter feed. Adam Straczynski back in our Real Team Real Estate Studios. Happy to have you with us. So, Coach, you know, final uh, 10 minutes or so of the show. What, what else you got going on, man? Let's wrap. Let's just kick it. We must not have got as many questions as you wanted to know. No, we'll, we'll, we'll get to those. No. I'm not good at kicking it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, Coach, you know, coming up, we talked about the Hartford game, and we talked a little bit about the Georgia game as well. Uh, when you look at what you guys have done against Georgia, you went down there, a 50-50 call that originally went your way, went against you after a five-minute and 50-second uh, review. So I guess it couldn't have been too conclusive, but whatever. We move on, and then a victory over Georgia here in the arena as well. The arena, as always, was rocking that night. Uh, also, Coach, you know, as you guys continue to play well against these Power Fives, it gets tougher and tougher, doesn't it, to get these games? Well, it gets tougher and tougher to get the bottom half of those leagues, the top of half of the league, the Michigan States of the world want to play us because we normally have a good RPI. We don't right now, but we normally do, and it's a good win for them. You know, last year when, when uh, where was it, two years ago when Michigan State was we were trying to become the number one seed, I think that must have been two years ago, um, ESPN did a thing on their top wins of the year, and they had Oakland on. ESPN had Oakland as one of Michigan State's top wins. Um, and I think we had pretty good RPI that year. It was the last couple of years. So, you know, those teams will play us because, you know, they want to – improve their schedule and strength the schedule but it is it's what it's hard to do is get home games you know people are saying why aren't you home in december well that's not by design i mean it's not something we thought hey let's not play a home game this december um you know that's just the way it went we the year before we had a ton of home games the year before that we had a 17 or 18 home games and it's bound to catch up to you and this year it caught up to us if we hadn't had the Christmas or the Thanksgiving tournament, we would have only had a couple home games. Um, next year, it's going to be even worse. Uh, next year, we play. We we go to Northern Illinois. We go to Bowling Green. We go to Toledo. We go to Western Michigan. Um, 
We go to Orlando, Florida for an M uh, MTE. First week of, the, of, uh, of November when the season opens. We spend three days, play three games in Orlando, Florida. I don't know who we play yet, um, but that could be something that maybe, you know, the alumni office or, you know, somebody put uh -huh. a put a, uh, a trip together. I mean, Mickey Mouse and Oakland basketball, right? We go down and see both. So uh, that'll be pretty cool. But but there's three games. There are four or seven that contract that hasn't been signed with that. Other school. Other school we talked about earlier. That would be eight. Um, we are going to buy a couple games, get bought a couple games. So there will be a couple power five schools that pay us money to come play. That will be nine, ten. Hartford and uh, Fairfield are 11-12. So there aren't a lot of home games. There's those two home games, Hartford and Fairfield, and there'll be a non-D1 that is part of the Orlando trip. Everybody says, why do you play non-D1s? Well, we really haven't in three or four years, but the exempt tournaments, are you get a fourth game, and it has to be a non-D1, so it's part of that exempt tournament. But we have not really just scheduled a non-D1 in three or four years. So right now, the way I see that is we only have three home games in the arena, and then possibly that school or that other game that would possibly be in that real big arena that's somewhere in Detroit. Um, we're looking at only, you know, three home games, and that would be a home game for us, so four home games. So, you know, it's not something we want to do, but it, time evens it all out, and we're, we're paying now for, you know, that schedule we set at home about two or three years ago. The Bills do. When Kay Felder was supposed to be a senior, and then he didn't come back. That, you know, we had a schedule set up to be a top 20 five team in the country we had 17 18 home games which you just never see that at the mid-major level and we had it all set up and um so the bills come and do for that yeah yeah absolutely and that's the way you know that's the economics of, of things right. we've talked about that many times on this show that is the economics of, of how things work how do those explain a little bit more about about those exempt tournaments and and how they come to be that's something actually we haven't talked about about you know the nuts and bolts of those and in all these different exotic locations and we, I, I was talking with some folks that we ran into in Fairfield that had mentioned the College Basketball Hall of Fame one they do. They're moving it to Dubai uh, next year. And, and the officials that had our game in Fairfield actually officiated Milwaukee's games over in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about doing one in China and the ones in Jamaica and everything that goes on. Well, you've, you've got them going, the, the, the fight for Atlantis down in the Caribbean. Right. You've got, you know, it all started in, years and years ago with the great alaskan shootout that was the first one then you got the maui invitational and those things are so uh popular and the reason they're popular is because they only count as one game so you can play 31 games if you play the four games in the exempt tournament there's like all those teams that were in maui there's only eight teams so they only get three games then each one of those eight teams can play a a game associated with it uh, in in the Maui deal, because there's so much money involved, they actually pay. We played a couple years ago, maybe four or five years ago, we played Cal and Gonzaga back-to-back -back as part of the what we called the Maui mainland. And then, and then they sent us a surfboard because it was like we we're supposed to really think that's cool that we got a surfboard. 
But then we went to and Coastal. We got to go to Myrtle, Myrtle Beach. Yeah, we went yeah. to Coastal Carolina and played two games there. I, I'll never do that again. We're not gonna. It's not enough money. You're not making enough money. You know, if, if you go, so this new deal we have with this team, we'll probably make. If I had to guess, I would say a hundred thousand dollars to play them at their place. If I had to guess, and. In those games, in those exempt tournaments, they only pay you like 130. You play two of them, so we're, we're never going to do that again. If we're going to, if you're going to pay us, you're going to pay us. And so our exempts, what I'm looking at now is like what we had at our place this year, and next year in Orlando, it'll be three mid-major teams, and we actually will pay some money to be in it instead of us making money. We'll pay a little bit of money to go down to Orlando, and we'll play. I think Weber State is one of the teams. There's a team that's won the Big Sky a bunch of years. That'll be a great mid-major game. We've never played Weber State. I mean, probably most of our fans don't even know where Weber State is. It's in Utah. And um, so that's what I'm pushing for now. I think Steve, our new athletic director, is on board with that. Um, I don't want to just go play in exempt tournaments, play two you know, and then go play two people you've never heard of before. So that that's the route we're going with exempts. Yeah, you were talking about Weber State. As a matter of fact, uh, Reggie Hamilton, who won the NCAA scoring title, came down to the last day with a player from Weber State. Uh, he plays for the Trailblazers now, named Damian Lillard. Yeah, he was pretty good. But yeah, they've, been, okay. they've been good for a long time. Right, right, absolutely. That has been the story. Final two minutes or so of the show here. This is the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Any final thoughts here, Coach, before we uh, hit the road again? Now, next Wednesday, we'll have the team. We'll talk Michigan State. It'll be, we'll talk Christmas. It'll be the last non-league game. Um, and then we'll talk, you know, we'll, it, we, do we have the show after Christmas or we'll be in Cleveland, right? Well, yeah, we, we, we're off between, and so everyone knows, we're off between Christmas and New Year's in terms of being here. We're on the road anyway, but uh, traditionally, we've never done uh, that show during that break. Okay, so but we'll be back at it January second, so, though. So next Wednesday we'll talk about Cleveland State, Youngstown, and Michigan State and the league, and you know maybe I'll I'll tell you what I've seen so far from the league. I don't know how many of you have really followed what's gone on in the league, but the, the probably I would tell you this because but it could change by next Wednesday. I think the team that's had the best non-conference season in the league is UIC. I think if I if I had to rate today, you know how you vote preseason. If they had a poll today based on who's played and how they've played, I would say UIC right now is they would get my vote for preseason, you know, the first place in the conference. I, I think that uh, Green Bay has been a big surprise too, and and I say that, and then they had just a, a, a unbelievably bad game the other night. They got beat by 35 on the road to a team that Cleveland State had just beaten by 20. But everyone here knows you, in college basketball. We beat Youngstown State by 31 points, and seven days later we were going home, and everybody was upset. And they beat us on the famous layup at the buzzer. So the college basketball, man, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, no question about it. So that will about do it here. That will do it here from RJ's Pub in what Rochester. What were you looking at there? Is it uh, cliff a, notes? No, I got a text from, oh. from Russ. You know, we're, we're here next week, December 19th, Russ. There you go. Because I know originally it wasn't on the little roster of dates, but we will be here. And we're bringing a team, so we're going to need probably a little bit more space. I'll get with you, Russ, and we'll figure it all out. But it's great to see everybody out here, the Grizz gang, everybody packed house in here tonight for the Coach Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Thank you for listening, everybody, to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Well, see you later. 
Thanks for listening to The Greg Campy Show. Tune in next week at 7 on your exclusive home for the Golden Grizzlies.